you all what is up you all what is up guys welcome back to another episode of behind the rainbow i guess they're all becoming about dating because i guess behind the rainbow is the dating struggles of life but you guys have all been loving these dating episodes so let's just continue on with the dating lives but of course before we get into it let me do my little thirsty plugs of the week because you know we want world domination with this podcast and i want everyone to hear all the very important things that i am talking about here so please a share these episodes with all of your friends subscribe to my channel channel I don't know YouTube what what are we on podcast I think it's a channel and um, you can find me on Apple Podcasts. you can find me on Spotify on any podcast app that there is make sure you subscribe so that you can get the updates whenever I have a new episode out because you know Instagram doesn't really promote all the stuff that I promote so this is the best way to find me I do an episode once a week usually by Wednesday or Thursday latest I'll have it out so you can keep on checking back make sure you follow me also on Instagram if you don't already Elaine Chaya E-L-A-I-N-E C-H-A-Y-A because I post a lot of fun stuff on there. And of course, leave me a rating and review because again, I'm being thirsty about all the things that I want you guys to do. Write this all down. Okay, anyways, let's now get into this episode. You know those days that you have where you're like, I just cannot move on with my day without speaking to my best friend. You need to talk to them for them to bring you down from the cliff you're about to jump off from. Well, today's episode is just that where I was talking to one of my besties, Deanna Spear. If you guys follow me on Instagram, if you saw our show Fashionably Latte, which was the number one hit of Facebook, let me just say. You know that Deanna and I are like stuck at the hip with each other. We're partners, we're friends, she's my human prop, all those things and more. And today's episode is a phone call that I had with her when she was in London. You know, I did this dating rejection episode with Amy Young last week about some boy in my life that had rejected me, whatever. I'm just like throwing in that he rejected me like every episode now. At this point, let's all know that I've been rejected. I may be being too dramatic about this, but the drama is better, I feel. Anyways, before I recorded that Amy Young rejection episode from last week that you guys should all go listen to after this episode. There was a phone call with Deanna Spear the day after post-rejection action where she's talking to me and helping me try to feel better about everything that's going on. How many of you guys record actually the conversations you have with your besties and you're like, damn, that was really good. What did they say again? Well, you guys, I got you hooked up because I have it for record. This is a real life conversation between me and Deanna. She teaches us all what it means to have wins when you're dating and in a relationship, what the definition of my person is, and ironically enough why to not take advice from your friends weird you gotta listen for that anyways there's a lot of great things in this episode also Deanna is a really amazing and talented podcaster she has a podcast she's the one who inspired me to create my podcast so I'm gonna put that in the show notes along with her blog and an Instagram because she's a great writer and if you guys leave her a rating and review on her podcast you will get one of her really cool pop sockets she's created all you gotta do is write the rating and review and send her a screenshot of it on Instagram and DM and then she'll send you a dope ass pop socket I need to do this I need to have an incentive for you guys to leave me things and Deanna doesn't know that I'm publishing this episode I'm pretty sure she forgot that we recorded this because it was so long ago but all jokes aside I know that Deanna and I make fun of each other a lot on our Instagrams but two years ago I'm going to be really sentimental right now Deanna I hope you're crying when you hear this intro two years ago I went to a blogging event that I actually wasn't going to go to and you know when like you're like I wasn't gonna go there and I met my person and I met my husband well I met Deanna Spear which I guess is like my person you'll find that out in this episode we were at the bar and we always joke that she gave this epic pickup line to me she goes you're Jewish aren't you and we became friends ever since and you know I always say I remember this day exactly because it's the best and worst day of my life and I know I joke about that but to be honest Deanna you came into my life at a time that I really needed someone like you more than I've ever told you and more than you'll fully ever understand and know and I'm so appreciative to have you as a friend Deanna really just stopped her day when we recorded this episode when she was busy she was in London she was doing things to speak to me it wasn't to record this podcast episode I just did that as an added bonus because I thought it would be helpful to other people but she just stopped her 
day because she knew that her friend really needed her. This is just an example of something that Deanna always does. And Deanna, I'm so thankful to have you in my life. This is our two-year friendiversary, literally to the day. I love you so much. Thank you for being my friend. I'm never going to say this again, so you better clip this and save it forever. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed my monologue of an intro. Deanna, that was just for you because she loves the monologues. Again, remember to subscribe and follow and all that fun stuff. Enjoy. Oh my gosh, I've become such a podcaster that I'm doing overseas podcasts with, of course, Deanna Spear. I think it's such a plot twist that I'm your guest because I'm also the most mentioned person on this whole entire thing. You're the most mentioned person on my whole entire everything that I do. Maybe I should just put a tattoo of you on my body. That's what I think is the last thing. Oh my gosh, I was just talking to Claudia's new boyfriend who's a doctor. He works in this area that people have tattoos all over their bodies and everyone has tattoos of their kids. And then this person had a tattoo of a cherry with a name and it was because that person popped their cherry. That's really creative. Yeah, so I popped your podcast cherry. So therefore, I feel like you should tattoo my name with a cherry on you. When you come back, you'll see it on my forehead probably. So for this episode, I was inspired because, I mean, when this goes up, it'll be probably a few weeks later, not sure when, but I'm sad about a boy. And, you know, this is something that everyone can relate to. And so what I've been doing is texting you abroad about this. And I thought this would be a good episode to A, have people connect with their besties who, you know, help them through tough times. But B, also, I'm like the really nice one. And Deanna comes in and slaughters these people. Have you ever watched the movie The Bodyguard? Yeah. It's me. (laughs) She is my Whitney Houston bodyguard. But literally, though. Let's hope the ending is not the same, though. I mean, there's been so many different kinds of death in this whole situation. We're killing the boys. So, Deanna, what's your take about my way of dating and relationships? Because I think I'm doing it right. But clearly, we are not on the same page about this. No, we are not. But I think that also, this is the number one advice that I give to everyone when it comes to relationships, because I'm such a relationship expert. I mean, I'm married. I have children. I'm very happy in life. Um, If anyone knows me on this podcast, you'll know I'm not. (laughs) I still would like to give people some advice because what's the point of having a podcast if you can't give people advice? So my advice is stop taking your friend's advice. Too many cooks in the kitchen. Too many cooks in the kitchen will just turn your relationship or your potential relationships to shits. It's kind of that thing that they taught with the glasses. What was it again? Can you explain it? Oh, yeah. So throughout life, all these things happen to you and have these filters. If someone rejected you one time, now you have a certain way of seeing rejections. And then if you failed one time, you have a certain way of seeing this and this and that. Yeah, every different experience affects your perception of things. And I think that the more opinions you get from your friends and their opinions are obviously going to be more personal to what they've experienced, all of their opinions are going to affect the way that you go about dating. And there's a really good dating book called This Is Why You're Single. You should 100% read it, Lainey. And every chapter of the book is a reason as to why you are still single. And the first reason in this whole entire book is stop listening to your friends. Too many cooks in the kitchen. That's so crazy that you would say that because this whole episode was like about how I need my friend with me. Well, no, but this is where the plot twist comes into play. There's always a plot twist. How do you not know this by now? Deanna starts it off like kumbaya, angel, and then the devil comes in. So what? Tell us, Deanna. And then I negate everything with a plot twist. Yeah. That's my signature move at this point. Basically, I'm a different friend to you. Some friends will just give you an opinion like, I think you should do this and he'll come back. But if the guy doesn't come back, it doesn't really affect their life. I'm the kind of friend that 
everything wrong that happens to you has an effect on my life. So better make sure that I give you a fucking epic advice. Shit, I said fucking. Beep. <laughs> you know, I'm the kind of friend. It really makes a huge difference in my life if your relationship succeeds or not. Do you know what I mean? Because she'll hear about it for the rest of her life. Then it's like my problem. My life is going to shits as well. So there's different kinds of friendships. I feel like if you have a friend who's kind of your right arm, you can take one or two friends advice like you me and Erica we kind of have our little group messages and we talk to each other and stuff but when it's just friends who care about you but who do not how can I explain this I'm blanking this rarely happens to me on a podcast wow the friends don't genuinely feel for you mm-hmm. they should not be listening or taking their advice so in terms of someone who is sad over a boy and wants to get over it what would you give for the advice okay so as someone who has been very sad over a boy previously I've actually had very very negative dating experiences the most important thing to remember is when you have a disappointment or a heartbreak you think that you know your life is over everything is going to shit and the first initial feeling is I'm never going to find anyone else so the first reaction is you hold on to something that isn't good enough because you have a fear of ending up alone and so this feeling of like disappointment abandonment etc etc instead of letting it take your life into a very negative place I just use it so when that happened to me I used all my sadness and all my anger and my resentment and I put it towards my career and then I found a career that I was really happy with and that I really liked or I used that previous experience or that previous sadness and I applied everything that I've learned into my following dating experiences even though I wasn't excited about them because I wasn't in a place where I could date I really used this experience because this is what happens when you have a heartbreak or a disappointment you think you get over it but you never get over it it kind of stays with you forever. It's more about how you use it to your advantage in the future. I liked what you said yesterday about the wins because I actually quoted that to my sister, but I didn't give you credit for it. Sorry. <laughs> I can't believe that she didn't pick up on that it was because me. it was so intelligent. She's like, wow, that's so true. <laughs> you didn't give me credit. Oh my gosh, Sharona, I'm going to be sending you the link to this podcast episode. So what did you say about wins? Because I feel like you'll say it better than me. So here's the thing. I think that everyone wants a win. And what do we mean by win? A win is when you achieve something that has a positive outcome that you're happy about. So for example, with your career, you know, getting a raise is a win or getting a brand deal when you're an influencer, that's a win. And these little wins bring you some form of happiness. Those wins are very easy to look for in dating because dating can be very discouraging and it can be very disappointing. So you're constantly going to go out and be looking for these little wins, whether it's by hooking up with someone or texting someone or kissing someone at a bar. These are all little wins. But when it comes to dating someone seriously and selecting the right person for you, these wins can be very misleading because in the search for this little win, just to make you feel a bit better in that moment, you might make a huge mistake and commit to someone who's really, really wrong for you. So I think that is very important to acknowledge these wins can make you feel good for a very short amount of time. They're a very short-term vision. But in the long term and in the bigger picture, you should really try to not be blinded by these little wins because they will not make you happy in the long run. Something else that I've learned from you this week is the definition of self-worth. You know me. I like to think everyone's an amazing person and I give many benefits of the doubt. You make excuses for people and you try to see the best in everyone. Yeah. Whereas I hate everyone to begin with and they have to prove themselves for me to like them. Which is very surprising that I just won you over from 
day one. Like I didn't even have to do. I felt sorry for you. This is a different. Mine is like a outlier example. So, but what you were saying is throughout all of your dating experiences, you have a level now of what you are expecting out of a person and you're not going to settle for less. And that's what I meant by like your self-worth. I want you to explain it more, but that's something I was very inspired by this week by you. I can explain you how to be more aware of your self-worth from my experiences. And especially when I see our different experiences together, I'm someone who has had more long-term relationship experiences than you have. I've had more long-term boyfriends than you have had. So for me to be able to understand my self-worth and what I deserve, I had to experience what it was that I shouldn't have to deal with and what isn't good enough for me. Some people just are born with a good self of self-worth and that's very good for them. And, you know, I salute them and have a great future. Enjoy your life. Goodbye. But I think that the average person is rather insecure and isn't really aware of what is good for them and their self-worth. So for me, it really took being treated poorly and being shown what it is that I shouldn't settle for to understand my self-worth. And once I got a good sense of that, I just became very cutthroat about it. And if I see that something's not right and something's not good and something doesn't make me happy and something could make me miserable in the long run, I just cut it off. I'm very cutthroat when it comes to it. How do you get past the unhappiness and how do you just triumph over the hard times? So this is going to sound really preachy and annoying, which I really hate. Preacher D. Preacher D. But see, I hate preaching because I obviously haven't figured out the whole dating thing, but I feel like I'm a good observer and I'm a good people watcher. And that's what helps me kind of have a good insight into what's up in the world. I was actually speaking to a friend of mine yesterday who's like married and children and things and is dealing with her own issues and isn't happy and was giving me all the what ifs like, what if this happens? The fact of the matter is life sucks. Okay. Life is not just a nice, happy story. And then a couple of bumps along the way. Life is just hard every day. And then you get a couple of wins here and there. You get a couple good things sprinkled around here and there, but generally it is difficult. So I think that the way to get over it is to use it to your advantage and embrace it and enjoy the journey rather than always be looking for the end game. Because the problem when you're always looking for that one perfect person and for the end game, the light at the end of the tunnel is that you build all these expectations for yourself. And most of the time, these expectations are going to be very misleading because they are very superficial boxes to tick that you think will make you happy. But happiness with someone is not a box that is ticked. Happiness with someone goes deeper than that. And it's something that can't really be explained. It's something that can only be lived and experienced. So to me, the way that I think you should cope with it or that anyone should cope with it is by just understanding, acknowledging that life is hard and just taking the horn, the horn by the, the bull by the horn. I don't fucking know. <laughs> How do they say it over there in taking London? Taking a horn and sticking it yeah. up your ass. <laughs> I'm going to make a meme of that for sure. Okay, so take a horn, stick it up your ass and then, you know, stick it in someone's eye. I don't know. <laughs> stick a needle in your eye, you know. <laughs> so you take the bull by the horn and just enjoy the journey. So if something doesn't go your way, be like, you know what? I'm going to go on a date with someone else. And yeah, I'm not going to be attracted to this guy. I'll probably be thinking about this other guy that I really like who rejected me. But if you give someone else a chance, and I don't mean a chance 
chance to date them, but just a chance to have a good evening with them and have a good conversation with them and just enjoy the night with them. It'll distract you from the negative aspects of your dating life. And then you'll be more prone to moving forward, enjoying these little things in life and these little experiences that will help you remove yourself from a situation that is toxic and that will bring you closer to the next experience is going to be the right one. Does that make sense? Yeah, this just reminds me of this guy that literally just hit me up on an app who is a comedian and says he has extra tickets to his comedy show on Monday and wanted to know if I wanted to come. See, and so this guy might not be for you. You might not be attracted to him, but who knows? Go to the comedy club. Maybe you'll meet a guy there. Maybe you'll meet a new girlfriend there who's going to be like, oh my gosh, I know this amazing guy for you. I'm sure you've heard this because you went to Matthew Hussey's lecture. I feel like I'm the next best thing. I'm like, you are the girl, Matthew Hussey, 100%. Yeah, I should really write a book and start doing all these talks and have like all these thirsty guys come listen to me talk about dating. Wait, I'm, I'm actually really inspired by this new profession and I'm fully behind it. You want to be my manager? Please. This is my dreams. But um, what was I saying again? Oh yeah, he's saying that, you know, we put so much emphasis on enhancing our careers and making our home look better. And, you know, I spend so much money on my hair extensions and my lash extensions. If I invested even half the amount of time that I invest on my career and my dinners and my social calendar and into actually just dating, meeting people, being open to meeting people, being open to meeting a friend of a friend, I think that my dating life would be way more successful than it is in this moment. I'd probably be married by now. I don't know. I feel like it's so hard to meet people. I honestly also believe that LA is a very hard place to meet people because I'm here in London now and I don't know. There's a whole different vibe to LA that is very hard to explain, but it's just a hard place to meet people. It's so spread out. You can't just walk out on the street and bump into someone, whereas in London you can. And so this leads you to going out to the same places with the same crowds and the same scene. It becomes very segregated. So LA is just very hard to meet people. I think the best way to meet people is dating apps. I actually just found out today that Facebook is now launching their dating. Apparently it's going to be like the future of online dating. It's going to be impossible for you to connect with people that are already your friends on Facebook. So it's encouraging you to kind of step outside of your social circle. Obviously it's going to prevent you from matching with a brother or cousin because that's super awkward. I think they're really going to put all their efforts into the dating aspect of Facebook because that's what Facebook started as. It was like, who's in a relationship with who, who's single and who's not. So they're kind of bringing Facebook back to their roots, who's dating who, but they're making it about who could you date. So I think that's going to be really good for you to meet people. I think someone says it's really hard to meet people. You're either in LA, which is segregated as hell, or you're not making an effort to being open to talking to, I don't know, your barista or you know, your masseuse. I don't know. I just had a massage. That's why I'm saying masseuse. Do not talk to your masseuse. That could be a very awkward situation. <laughs> oh, wait. Did I mention that I had a few glasses of wine that I'm tipsy and that's probably why I'm not making sense? <laughs> honey, you don't need to have alcohol to not make sense. That's just you normally. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. Thank you, honey. Um, well, as Matthew Hesse said, invest time in people that invest time in you. I wish you had listened to his advice right off the bat. No, no, no. I heard that, but I was like, Matthew Hesse doesn't know what he's saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. So there's another thing that you should stay away from and that is denial. So when it is clear that someone, you know, is not your person, what is the definition of person? Look it up because there's a definition on Google. Should I look it up right now? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I have my iPad. It comes from Grey's Anatomy 100%. I'm writing person definition. A human being regarded as an individual. Is that what you're trying to say? No, my person. So if you look my person definition, being called someone's person is an absolute honor. It means you are the person's go-to. When you're someone's person, 
you stand by him or her through every hardship, through every phase of life, through every heartbreak, and through every argument. If the person that you're talking to does not qualify as being someone's person, aka being your person, do not waste your time. Shit, that sounded like it described you. Get married. I need a visa anyway. Help me out, people. And how do you not take it personally when you feel like you've been rejected that it's not something about you? To me, it's living in denial to say, I'm not going to let it affect me. Things affect you and things are going to stay with you and you just have to use them to do better next time. If someone rejects you, it obviously isn't necessarily something that has to do with you. Most of the time, it's going to be about something that they're going through 100%. Obviously, it's easier said than done. Most people will take it personally. So my advice to overcome that is to just use it to do better next time rather than dwelling on the past and dwelling as to why you are being rejected and what is it about you that makes you not worthy of this person I would just use it to do better when selecting the next person and it's always better to look into the future than into the past that's my advice well to the future we go my friend thank you so much for being on this episode thank you Deanna for this insightful and inspirational session here I don't know if I'm inspirational no that was helpful I feel like it helped me and I hope it helps people who are listening to this who are sad about not being with their person or waiting for their person. But I think this also inspired me that I need to book a flight and come see you in London. No, literally, that's the whole point of me being on this podcast. I'm lonely as hell and I'm like, can you please come to London now? Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I should end on a more positive note because I feel like I've been a bit a bitch on this podcast. I don't think you have at all, but let's end it with a positive note. I think that when you are going through relationship hardships, you always think that you're the only person it's happening to and that everyone else around you is having a great time. It's 100% due to social media. We've already discussed this. I look at all my friends and I see them with babies and husbands and careers that are very stable. And here I am podcasting, talking shit for a living, running after brand deal after the other. It's so stupid. And I see everyone as just having all these stable, perfect lives. And I'm like, I really want that. And then when I actually talk to these people, there are so many more issues that they have that I'm so glad I don't have that you don't see and that you don't know about. So if you think you're the only one just because you haven't found your person and everyone else has, know that a lot of people who think they have found their person potentially not happy and still looking for their person. Just because you're one of the only ones who's single doesn't mean that everyone else around you has found their person. That's all I'm going to say. I love you. Thank you for having me. Love you too. Um, By the way, I love you so much that you're on my will and you get Luna if I die. (laughs) Fuck. Thank you so much for listening. Guys. <laughs> Until next time. Hey.